Welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy, and with me is the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Legia. Pete, how you doing, man? Uh, not too bad. I uh, had a busy last couple of days of work. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly. I, I assume it's mostly in the same time frame, uh, but we had uh, state basketball finals the last couple of days, and. Uh, uh, we, uh, at least for our region, we broadcast basically all the ba- state basketball finals. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was, uh, we did, uh, several of the games also broadcast on our news and our sporting networks. So simulcast that way. And also, uh, we had, you know, Dodgers spring training. We had a Lakers game. We had some Hawaii games that happened. Uh, so I think over the span of two days, we had surfing, uh, uh, even though that was a tape delay. No, over the span of two days, we had something like, I think, 25 live events between the two days. Um, but we knocked it all out, and now we're here. So <laughs> I got through it. Uh, uh, even with the daylight savings time spring forward, uh, but we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It, I will say today was a, a rough one to get up for. Uh, normally, <laughs> daylight saving time does not impact me too much, but for some reason today it was just like, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I was, I wanted more sleep. Uh, I wanted to to lay in bed more, but of course I had more things to do, including this, the podcast. So I had to get up. You know, shake the cobwebs off of the face and uh, embrace daylight saving time so we can do this podcast here. So, everybody, welcome to the One More Game Podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world. Whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, if there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you're listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every week. If you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or suggesting a topic for discussion, head on over to pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out that submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode. Or you can drop it off live in chat as we record it here at youtube.com slash pressstart28. Or I guess I should say because, well, that, Link still works. Uh, there is the updated way that YouTube does their things now. So it is youtube.com slash at sign press start 28. And you'll, of course, be here uh, as we record these things. I, I hate that uh, web addresses are adding the at sign. It's like, just just leave it at the slash. I don't know. There might be there must be something server side wide why they have to do it. But. It is slightly annoying to me because uh, I'll type it in and then it'll be like, this page does not work. And it's like, no, I know it works. Just now I have to add that at, that at sign. So make sure that you must be why it was. That must be why the Wizards of the Coast links that I typically use have not been working. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes I get links from some of my buddies and it's just like, click on it. It's like this page does not exist or cannot be found. And it's like, well. Why, why is there a link to it? That doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> yeah, it's because a lot of places are starting to use the at sign. TikTok was the first one that I knew that used it, and now YouTube has added it as well uh, to, their, to their links. But everybody, if this is your first time to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy your listen, and I hope you enjoy your stay. But if you are returning, you already know what it is. We start off every single podcast mm-hmm. talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Pete, what have you been playing lately? I played... What might have been 
one of the worst games I've played in a long time. And I want to I want to add a, ca- a couple of caveats to this. One, I only played like two and a half, three hours of it, uh, which uh, that's also including the time where I probably like um, got sidetracked, like for about you know a half hour or whatever, doing other stuff, you know, checking my phone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's also a caveat of opening into the world. I was immediately drawn to it by thinking and comparing it to one of my favorite games of all time, which is Bioshock Infinite, because uh, the opening part really, like, kind of... Uh, uh, have you ever played Bioshock Infinite? Uh, yeah, I remember you made me play it when we were really... Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Anyway, uh, so I made you play it so you know. So you know, like, after you climb up the tower in Bioshock Infinite and you get shot up in the air and you kind of, like, are descending upon the, the city that's in the sky kind of thing, there's a lot of that going on uh, in the opening sequence. I, I should describe the, or explain what the game is. Atomic Heart is an action-adventure shooter um, kind of style of game uh, set in uh, post-World War II. I think it's, like, supposed to be the 50s circa thereabouts. Um, the 1950s, uh, you follow an, uh, the USSR, actually, um, and you follow a character. Uh, let's see if I can get the name. Uh, Agent P3, uh, who's a World War II veteran. Uh, and basically, uh, the USSR, some scientists there, has created some basically utopia uh, where robots go around and like do a bunch of the work and you can live there and it's also like they give you some they have some kind of like uh, technology where you can instantly just basically learn a phd which you know that kind of stuff never just uh never just goes poorly in any sort of science fiction ever at any point uh so you could clearly tell nothing bad was going to happen um so as the game progresses uh you get a look at this utopian city that's in the middle of the ussr that's supposed to be like really cool and everything like that and um and then uh turns into terminator uh where uh, all the robots basically go haywire and start killing everybody and uh you're fighting against the robots um so it was a lot less like bioshock infinite uh maybe it turns more into that after uh, a little while one of the things that um i dislike the least because like if it's not like it doesn't have the same messaging as bioshock infinite did which is one of the reasons that drawn me drew me to that game that's fine, but it almost felt like the game, the the fight, the aspects of like the action aspects was almost more like trying to be like a survival horror kind of game, like you were playing, um, uh, like you were playing uh, Resident Evil kind of, uh, because you're going around, you uh, like you start out with like a shotgun, with but you only usually find at least in the early parts of the game, I was only finding like three or four shells at a time, so like I only had like maximum of like six like ammo pieces so like i had this axe that i was using a lot which was really uh, like the way you know how like in survival horror games it kind of feels like it's a lot slower when you use the axe it, like mm-hmm. you you would actually be if you're actually swinging like a really cumbersome like makeshift weapon that's more like a tool like an axe but like so you're fighting these robots that are like able to pounce on you and like try to uh, punch you and kill you and you're just sitting there just going like Burr! like and you're trying to dodge in the middle like moving around and stuff like that and it just felt really clunky. Uh, it wasn't as snappy as like an action adventure like a Bioshock I would have been. Um, so uh, I uh, really grew disinterested pretty quickly. Um, not to, uh, and then I did some research on it. There's also some uh, controversies around it surrounding uh, 
using uh, or harvesting data of users based in Russia and providing it to Russia's security services. Oh, <laughs> the, boy. The users of the game, uh, apparently. Uh, you know, they got the whole Russia invading Ukraine thing going on. That, too. There's a little bit of uh, stuff about that. And after a little while, I kind of just got disinterested and started playing a lot of uh, Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, so I didn't... I, you could probably argue I didn't give the game a fair shake. But between uh, go, uh, going in with a really high, uh, th- a really high thought process of how the game was going to go with Bioshock Infinite and how much I love that game, to how quickly it cratered to not being Bioshock Infinite, I uh, I really grew kind of disinterested. Um, I would like to give it another chance, maybe in a little while, but. I just don't think the game was for me. Uh, I looked up at some of the reviews of it. It's kind of mixed, um, almost like a critical. It, it's one of those things where it's like got critical acclaim, but it's like pub, uh, like uh, commercially not necessarily doing so well. Although I look, did look at Steam, and I think it said very, just like, yeah, all reviews are very positive for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Although you look at Metacritic, uh, it's like 76, 71, 72. Game Informer gave it like a 7.75. GameStop, uh, GameSpot gave it like a 6 out of 10. But IGN gave it an 8. So kind of like, you know, a little bit of mixed reviews going on there. Uh, but yeah, not as not as good as I would have liked that game to be, in my uh, personal opinion. Yeah, I, I know with uh, Atomic Heart, it seems like you're not alone. There's a, l- a number of people who have said that it's like really really bad and uh and, but there's also been people who like love it and i i don't i haven't tried it myself um so i can't i can't speak on it uh the only thing that i can speak on is the the writing has been and at least what i've seen has been uh pretty rough especially the number of times i cannot remember the exact line but he said like the character has some like weird fascination with saying like crispy crispy critters or something like that and uh i don't know he has a fascination with the f word <laughs> i do know that a yeah lot. There, there's that too um, but he, like you can find videos where it's literally just like yeah. uh montages of him saying like i think it's crispy critters is what he says like a lot <laughs> well, you gotta get the you gotta get the alliteration you know that's what makes it catchy and uh, intelligent yeah yeah, yeah i so. mean the writing 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 was a little suspect as well um didn't didn't really bring that up because uh, I, if I don't like the writing or I don't like the voice acting, I usually like turn down the volume and like put on like some music or whatever. So that I'm just kind of whatever on that in a lot of cases, but yeah, I will say the, the lines I heard was just basically him, uh, swearing and like looking down on a lot of like random people, except for like the one dude who operated on him to, uh, save him, uh, which is kind of like, okay, cool. But mm-hmm. like, you don't have to be an asshole to literally every other person that you meet, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have to ask real quick because I think I ask you every episode. So I just want to see, have you played Teppin yet? Nope. Dang. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's we'll we'll try, even though I had two weeks, we'll try it again. I got too wrapped up in Octopath too. I'll try it again this week. We'll see what all happens. Good. And yes, as you brought up, I will say, of course, thank you all for, uh, you know, being okay with us, not recording last week. Some things, uh, came up last minute that kind of forced us not to. And then life uh, happened. Yeah, and then like I took, the life I, happened. Jeremy got Jeremy got overwhelmed. I got overwhelmed. I said, "Fuck it, I'm not doing the podcast." So we uh, took a break last week. You can blame yeah. me for that. And I, and I, I took care. the I took the whole break. Actually, I didn't even stream Tuesday or Friday. Uh, Tuesday Why was not? unintentional. Friday was intentional. <laughs> I just did not, wanna, not? did not want to stream. So. Um, 
with that with that being said, I'm going to talk about uh, two things real quick. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one is um, I I've been playing a lot of um, a lot of the quarry. I made mention of it maybe uh, recently, uh, but I'm having fun with it. It's a basically nice. same same game from like supermassive uh, games. Same people who made Until Dawn or the Dark Pictures anthology. My wife and I have been playing it. Um, it's also been recently added to PS Plus, so those that have it can uh, go and check that out if they want. But I'm having a good time with it. There's been uh, some some weird parts, like some like. Uh, uh, performance things, but it's not like anything that's like really jarring. So like, I'm not going to say, you know, it detracts from the, uh, the experience. It's just things I notice. but all the, the pieces that you want of the, of those games and their sequences are there. So go check it out. The game I want to talk about. And I've like Pete, not even kidding, have just been like straight addicted to this game. Uh, you can ask my wife, I wake up in the morning, pretty much turn it on right away and then play that play it for a while and then later in the day uh turn it back on and play it some more and that is street fighter duels it is a mobile game uh that came obviously from capcom and it is supposed to be basically like this rpg uh type game uh in a sense and again it's a mobile game uh for the those that don't know like to to summarize it basically it has two different components in that in the in the game you have your creation of your your party you bring a group of uh four combatants and you can also have some like assist characters that lend some strength to your main group uh but they can they go and fight they basically auto fight uh and then you just choose when their super meter has been built up when you want to use their super and who you want to use um and of course from there you build combos so before you even go into combat you would choose like a character who might do the first part of the combo the second part of the combo the third part of the combo but part of that is leveling up the character to unlock that section of the combo um you can also run it in uh, auto mode just like with any other mobile game right so it'll it'll fight for you and that's pretty much um what i do when i like have leveled up my characters enough that i kind of just let it run itself and i don't have to mess with it because it'll it'll take care of itself but the the thing that's just been uh, or the other component though is to help you with leveling is there is an idle mode um so there is like a uh, on one of the screens there's a persistent idle um type of combat that always is going on and you can get through that idle combat various uh experience power up stuff um money uh, which is used to level up your characters and things and and that like helps you in my opinion avoid having to spend money in the the gotcha the microtransaction systems of the game because that can be a little bit intrusive uh in in my honest opinion they promote it a lot uh yeah they promote it a lot it'll randomly pop up with you at times too being like hey you got a special you should spend the money to utilize this special and it's like i don't want to use it uh but Mm -hmm. it is it is a ton of fun i have been playing it like crazy uh my characters are are fairly strong but i am still nowhere near the strongest some people are like so far ahead of me even with me playing basically since day one so i was i'm a little i i feel like those are the people who are like i'm totally into this i'm spending money on it i never really spend money in mobile games i just kind of play them and enjoy them and street fighter duel is a good one and for those that 
decide to go pick it up and play it because uh, again it is fun uh, we do have a press start uh, guild in the game you got to get to a certain point where you can unlock it but it's called the press start crew all one word come join it cobalt hawk who's in chat he is part of the group too so of course you can come join me and cobalt hawk and a couple of others that are in there but Come join us if you if you play it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I I've played it basically every day since I started playing. <laughs> referencing uh, two things really quick. Referencing uh, Cobalt Hawk calling us slackers. Hell yeah, we are. Ah, sometimes we want to take a break. Get yeah. over it. <laughs> Deal with it. Number two, uh, you might have heard. Uh, you probably heard me typing. That was me messaging Winnie on Facebook. Is Jeremy addicted to Street Fighter duels? And the answer was yes. Lol. <laughs> So, I literally asked your wife, and she literally said yes. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much, like I said, I wake up in the morning, and the very first thing I do is I turn on Street Fighter Duels to grab the idle stuff, grab all my idle uh, experience, and, of course, get my daily login so I don't forget. (laughs) I'm I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's like... So, I could be in your... I could be in our silly little uh group that supposed that i probably should be a part of yeah yeah exactly uh real quick before we go on into our uh catalog of topics here i do want to pass along the two games that you can buy to help support here at press start mm, both of correct. these are coming from green man gaming uh just so that you guys can uh, keep that in mind the first one is gotham knights so gotham knights those that might remember was made by the warner brothers studios it is a um can be played pl- uh, solo but also played co-op uh like action beat-em-up game um i know it did not get the best of reviews however gotham knights is currently 66 percent off over on green man gaming making it 20 dollars and 40 cents and cobalt hawk who did like that game really uh told me it is a great game with friends and i think at 20 dollars and 40 cents that is a, a great price to to jump in and try it out for yourself and see how you like it so go pick that up you can support here press start with with that also tiny tina's wonderlands that's a game from uh gearbox of course set in the borderlands universe but it is a spin-off basically where tiny tina is doing a dungeons and dragons type component uh to the world which is it, it was fun i have it i haven't beaten it but i did enjoy it i do i do like it i need to go back to it but both the epic game store version as well as the steam version are currently 56 percent off making it 26 dollars and 10 cents so again another okay. one that that is a good price and you can team up with friends and play it just like you could with gotham knights so those are both there and again if you use those links down in the description and buy through there you do support here uh press start with that but let's get to the catalog of topics because we have quite the list to get to and we have starfield we got a new release date for it and details on the xbox showcase suicide squad delayed yet again and forspoken sales are quote lackluster that's all coming up here on the one more game podcast but we're going to start things off with our main topic the main catalog here and that is starfield got delayed so this is going to Eurogamer, written by matt wells and it is starfield delayed to september direct showcase scheduled for june and it goes as follows bethesda has pushed the release of starfield back again with the highly anticipated sci-fi rpg now set to arrive on september 6th a starfield focused showcase will air on june 11th starfield was initially due to release last november but in may bethesda announced it was delaying the game's launch into the first half of 2023 to ensure that 
players receive the best, most polished version. Now, though, with rumors of a further delay continuing to swell around the internet, Bethesda has confirmed Starfield will now arrive in the second half of 2023 on September 6th. Starfield's new release was announced in a short video presented by Bethesda's Todd Howard, who neglected to address or provide a reason for the latest delay, instead thanking fans for their support and excitement about the game. Howard also noted that the developers still has so much to show the fans, with further details now set to be showed during a special Starfield Direct on June 11th, where uh, the Sunday before E3 week, which is going to follow Microsoft's Xbox Game Showcase, which will take place that same day. So Pete, are you at all surprised that the game is now delayed out of the first half and into the second half of the year? Uh, let me re- re- answer that with another question. Uh, I got are you, you going to pick up that phone? I'm going to pick up that phone? I picked up the phone. Because we fucking called it. Hell yeah, we remember, did. Remember in our uh, one of our first episodes of the new year, we were predicting things that would happen, and one of the questions was what we thought was going to uh, be delayed. And we said on this very podcast, either Starfield or Redfall was going to be delayed because they were both projected for the exact same release time time frame. And we were like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You're competing with yourself. So one of them is going to get pushed back. I don't remember if we specifically uh, picked Starfield, but I believe at that point we might have already known or we did a little bit after that Redfall was going to get teased at like the next xbox showcase or whatever and it was pretty much uh uh, clarified that like hey starfield's probably going to get pushed back because it was also going to get its own thing was it going to be pushed back this far i don't know if i personally thought it might have been that because they mentioned that uh it was going to get its own showcase and the way it was worded or the way it was implied seemed like it was going to be like okay the showcase is date x and like maybe at the Within within the next month or so, they were going to do the Starfield showcase. So that was a little odd. That, or that was a little eye opening. That um, they're not doing the actual showcase until June 11th, almost the, or uh, on the same day of their next showcase. Um, mm-hmm. I would have thought that they would have had Starfield kind of on its own thing. Like, I think I, uh, when we met, when we did the Xbox showcase episode, I believe we were thinking. I was thinking like maybe like March or late March, maybe early April, the latest. So June is a little bit kind of wild Um, being a part, uh, although that kind of makes it seem like that the next showcase, because I believe it says in the article that June 11th is the one that's going to like, it's going to be on the same day of whatever. Yeah. Newly confirmed Xbox game showcase. So it's going to be a a significant part of that one. One would presume, even though it's going to have its own personal thing. That's even uh, more focused on it. Um, uh, kind of uh, sho- kind of shoving it in uh, E3's face that they're going to do it the Sunday before the E3 week happens. That's kind of a bummer, but we already knew uh, Xbox wasn't going to be there. They're going to kind of do their own thing uh, around that time. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, on, uh, having it pushed back to September 6th, that is, uh, I believe, I guess it'd be uh, third quarter of this yeah, year. Right? Yeah, something like that. So... That's going to be uh, that uh, sets them up to have a Bethesda to have a big name game title around the time of Christmas a little bit, uh, especially for like uh, Xbox as well for their game. So maybe that makes their Christmas sales look a little bit better, even though may not actually show up uh, on that one in particular. But it'd be over the next couple of months. It'd be September sales plus probably in October as well, a little bit November maybe. 
Uh, I'm still super interested in seeing what they got here. Uh, science fiction, uh, role-playing game, like those are both right up my alley. So I'm not going to say I'm going to pick it up. It's going to be day one buy, especially since Final Fantasy VII the Rebirth is coming out this year. And I know I'm really planning on picking that up. But, you know, I, I'm really interested to see what they got. Uh, I hope uh, that the pushback, the delay was actually just because they wanted to and I mean, they also get more time if they need it, but hopefully it's like they're not having issues with the game, obviously. Hopefully it's just like, yeah, we want to be able to uh, uh, have a different uh, gap between when Redfall is released and when Starfield is released. So, you know, if you want to spend money on both games, you can. Science is like, I'm going to just tie it on one and then lose focus on the other one and then go buy something else later. So, uh, but really interested to see uh, what this uh, showcase is going to be all about. I'm... St- there's a couple of things that come to mind with this when it comes to the the delay and and all the things around it. So like you said, you know, uh, I, I kept feeling that Starfield was going to be the one that got delayed more so than Redfall because like I kept saying it's like it was that Redfall or that Starfield was supposed to come out in the first half of the year. And I kept saying we're not but we haven't seen anything really recently and mm-hmm. if, if it was going to hit. You would think we'd start to yeah. be seeing some things, and we and we just weren't. So, like, I kind of figured it would get delayed, and, of course, it, it does. Um, I did say, of course, the same thing is that while not to give too much, you know, uh, flack to Xbox, this, this does not look good in a sense when you have the Xbox showcase saying last year, hey, all these games are coming in the next 12 months, which was before June. And then you have this, you know, your biggest one in that showcase get delayed out of it. And then not to bring it up, of course, this is likely out of their control. But they also had uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song on in there, and we have nothing with Silk Song since then. Um, and that is a game that a lot Blanked of people on it are until you super, mentioned it, honestly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are super <laughs> excited for Silk Song. They've been wanting that, and so like that's another one where it's like it's one of those things where don't cash a check you can't, you know. You can't make it happen, right? You know, I'm not going to say the full the full lane there, uh, the full line there, but uh, but you know what I'm meaning there. And so, you know, I, yes. that's kind of those things where it's like you, you got to be careful with what you do. Now it makes sense for the delay, but you know, you kind of talked about sales. There's a couple of things that you do have to keep in mind. One, remember, uh, Starfield is going to be on Xbox Game Pass. So like that is that is going to impact sale anyways. Remember, yeah. all, uh, all first-party titles, Xbox has said this, comes to Game Pass. So like this is a Game Pass game. Are they really looking at sales to try to get closer to it? Maybe not. Maybe it's exactly what we've been thinking, which is you space these games out enough that it keeps people uh, interested to subscribe because they get Redfall in May. And then, of course, you got to figure out what you got in between those months. But then in September, you got Starfield. And so, like, you keep people in there. But the thing that becomes really interesting is the the games that are releasing around it which is where i you were kind of going with it and i agree is if you think about it in may you have the legend of zelda tears for the kingdom right in june you have final fantasy 15 or 16 excuse me you know uh it around this same time and this is where it gets interesting and i kind of want to ask you a question off of it around this same time theoretically if all by all accounts everything is correct we should be getting a date for Spider-Man 2, which would be releasing around this same time. PlayStation says Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year. So, Pete, my question off of it is, if they were delaying the game 
out of the first half to get away from some of these, you know, other big name releases, namely Final Fantasy as well as uh, Legend of Zelda. Does it also backfire in a sense if it releases right around the same time of Spider-Man 2? I mean, kind of, but I mean, uh, you can't really uh, always plan around everything. You can't plan uh, when you're playing a card game or any kind of game. You can't if you play around everything, you end up playing around nothing. So, I think it has more to do with the fact that Redfall is coming out around the same time than worried about necessarily everything that PlayStation is going to do uh, or what other gaming companies are going to do. But I mean, also big name movie titles get pushed back and delayed because like oh hey there's this big one coming out we'd rather you spend more focus on it on you know when there's got its own like weekend or a couple weeks by itself instead of uh you know focusing on it when there's like five other titles also going to be out at the same time so uh i think if they know that like final fantasy 16 is going to be coming out another big name title is going to be coming out i mean uh if spider-man 2 comes out and ends up interfering with that kind of so be it um uh, but eventually you got to also the, it comes down to do you believe in the mess do you believe in the message do you believe in the mission and like if you don't believe in starfield enough that you're gonna push it back to get it out of like final fantasy 16 or whatever other games are coming out and then spider-man 2 is coming out and it's like well we want to we want to dodge that too so we're gonna buy, uh, push it back even more it's like eventually it's like well if you don't believe in it how's your fans supposed to believe in it too like how are they supposed to believe that this game is better than those other games after a certain point so after a while you just gotta kind of bite the bullet and be like yeah i mean this is what we're gonna do and we think it's a kick-ass game and you're gonna play this over all the other ones yeah and it's important important to note again the one thing that will like does it matter in that sense and i i threw it out more as a hypothetical as you as you know is like Again, it's mm-hmm. coming to Game Pass, where Spider-Man 2 is going to be right. a full retail game. And, like, does yes. it really impact you in that regard? The thing that's going to impact you most is when it comes to review, performance, all that jazz. And yep. I do think Bethesda, because, again, remember, this is the 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 first new IP in a long time from Bethesda. Like, the Bethesda, you know, development mm-hmm. studio. Um, I think a part of it is some of their... their hesitations because of the launch around fallout 76 and the reception around that and how that didn't go well and then fallout 4 even though fallout 4 ended up being uh you know a critically acclaimed game and and a lot of people love it but at launch it was very buggy it was not a good look and i think like they don't want a repeat of that because this is the first flagship game coming out since they they got acquired by xbox and i think it's one of those they want to put their you know their their the best foot forward they want to be in the good the best of graces they could can with xbox like is there any like bad things that are going to happen with bethesda if it doesn't no like bethesda is too big too powerful even within xbox that it's like they're at no risk of getting shut down but it's just one of those things of you know similarly you get that new job you might have all the years of experience yeah. but you want to be like look this is why you brought me in right you know type of thing yeah. um, prove, prove their prove their guests right prove why they uh, you know like you said just pr- have the pride of your work and prove that hey you made the right choice by going with us and not somebody else or going with me and not somebody else now pete i know you may not be able to answer this question but it's more again a hypothetical or a, a rhetorical yeah. question but the the thing to to keep in mind is Xbox announced that, of course, Starfield is going to get its own direct, and it's going to be after, right after their showcase. 
which means that they're showcased. They haven't announced how long it is, anything of that nature, at least that I've noticed, is their showcase likely will not include Starfield at all. And unlike, you know, in the past where Bethesda released their their big games, uh, they would always dedicate the end of their E3 conferences to like a long section of of the game. And so like, you know, the one that always comes to mind is like Fallout 4 uh, when Fallout 4 was being shown off right before its release. There was a like 20 minutes of their whole uh, showcase at the end that was just for them. But it was part of that showcase is what do you think that Xbox actually like what is the big grabber for the showcase itself outside of the the Starfield showcase cuz Xbox you got to imagine they're having this showcase and yes they're going to transition it towards the end into the Starfield direct sure. but they got to have you know quote unquote the pillar right of their of their showcase what do you think it is I don't know. I mean, Starfield still is kind of a uh, kind of like a seller in that, right? Um, like they're not going to show a whole lot, but I mean, I would be shocked if they didn't show like a trailer and be like, "Hey, by the way, stick around after the showcase, and we'll show you the direct for this for like twenty minutes." Uh, but for the reason to show up specifically for the showcase, yeah, uh, kind of drawing a blank in there. Maybe that will be the Spider-Man Two release, uh, but I mean, that's more. Wait, they, uh, they grabbed it from that, PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's right. They're owned by PlayStation. And I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought it was also available on Xbox now, but I don't know why. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm drawing a blank on like what the big Xbox release is, especially since like they didn't have a big one last year. And like this year, it's Redfall and uh, uh, Starfield through uh, Bethesda. But like those are the only the two ones. Um, and I mean, Redfall will be out on uh, at least a month about or thereabouts by the time the showcase happens so it's not going to be redfall so i don't know there's gotta they, they gotta find something um if starfield is exclusively not going to be a part of the showcase itself um at more than just like a new trailer to tease to the direct afterwards um but people might tune in just because like oh hey starfield's gonna be there so we'll show up a little early and see what's going on um but the, i it's one of those where <clears throat> you know lead in programming for tv so like they'll get in like uh, 10 or 15 minutes early but i mean directs are what like 45 so you're still missing 30 minutes of that in that case well yeah i mean depending on how they do it i think their their <clears throat> showcase last year was almost an hour i mean typically their yeah, their sure. big showcase is just like with like playstation showcase right they're 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 beefy yeah. things but they're filled with like big stuff and so like you said <clears throat> last year their big game was supposed to be was supposed to be starfield and then it ended up getting delayed of course right mm-hmm. the only thing that comes to mind like i try to go through it it's I know that they're going to show uh, um, Hellblade there. They're going to show uh, Hellblade Senwa's Sacrifice. It's got to be there. You know, hopefully, it has a release date by this point. Um, the only thing, though, that I can think of that would be the big getter, because it would be, in a sense, an announcement as well as an attractive piece to it, is the Coalition, the, game, the studio behind Gears of War. They have mm-hmm. been... Uh, since they released uh, Gears of War 5, if I remember correctly, is the one, the most recent one. Since they released it, they had put out numerous, uh, you know, statements and articles about like, hey, basically they're going to go quiet for a bit and they're because they're developing a new IP and next gen game and all that jazz. And that was about, I think, two years ago, maybe three years ago at this point, probably closer to two. And so it's one of those things of, is this, has it, there been enough time? for them to finally show and and 
detail their next game because that would be that could be of course the big getter the big attention grabber because halo is not going to be there i mean halo infinite already released and we already know from all the the rumors and reports that there's been like basically a big uh changeover so there halo's not there uh forza um playground studios that makes forza horizon they've already kind of talked about that they're they're not going to have anything just yet and obviously they're gonna want to step on the toes of forza motorsport um so you know you, you try to go through some of their big games and like that's the only one i could think of so like that is interesting in what does xbox have to show at their showcase because is it going to be their first party titles or is it a lot a lot of third party titles that could be of course the big draw of and it's available on game pass and this is available on game pass you know type of we'll uh, say that, I, w- I will say that uh really quick we do question that but also like they just the last time they had a showcase they shadow dropped like a really popular game Yes, that like nobody had any to accrue clues. So who knows who's what's working on in the background? I'd be shocked if something like that happened, uh, two showcases in a row. Um, but I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe they shadow dropped like a Starfield demo or something. Maybe they're further along than we think. Um, I'd be surprised. I'd be, like I said, I'd be shocked they do something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo also just shadow dropped a bunch of stuff uh, the same day that they had their last. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A direct? I don't know. They, yeah, they're they Nintendo got a bunch direct. Of, yep. They got a bunch of different names for all this stuff. So, I mean, who knows? Um, maybe they'll have something major that they end up putting on Game Pass. Um, uh, maybe they plan on it being a bunch of, like, uh, new releases, like uh, or showing new projects or whatever. So, I guess we'll find out. Um, hopefully, it's a lot of fun, though. We will find out again. That is coming on June 11th. But, of course, talking about games that got delayed, let's talk about another one. But, of course, this is a report. Mm. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League could be Mm. delayed to 2024. This is an article coming from GameSpot written by Evan Campbell, and it goes as follows. Harley Quinn and Task Force X might not be seen this year in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League after all. The game from Batman Arkham Knight developer Rocksteady could see a lengthier delay than even recently reported. Jeff Grubb of GameSpot's sister site, Giant Bomb, stated on his Game Mess Decides podcast via Idle Sloth on Twitter that he's gotten word Suicide Squad is getting pushed out of this year. Listen, I don't want to like a cause a panic or anything, but I heard it's not even coming this year, he said. I'm hearing 2024. Grubb does add that. This stuff is hard to nail down for sure, but his source is a very good one. Um, that would be further out than Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, which reported the day prior the, the game would still launch later this year. He mentioned that this delay was mainly for polish, not to overhaul the core gameplay that caused the backlash around Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is a live service game that requires a constant internet connection, and a big gameplay showing at PlayStation State of Play saw pretty negative feedback last month. There hasn't been an official word out of Warner Brothers Games uh, and Rocksteady that Suicide Squad is delayed. As such, the game is still currently slated to release May 26. Now, Pete, we sat here, of course, following the state of play talking about our thoughts of the showcase and how we thought the game looked and uh, of course we we mentioned about the backlash so are you surprised that there's a report that it could get delayed and could be delayed out of this year uh yeah uh, pretty surprised i mean uh especially i feel kind of bad because the they uh, when they did the whole like 20 minutes thing like they interviewed like the crew and staff and at the end and they just seemed so positive about the experience and everything and like it was just like man i feel bad and i kind of like it's just like hey we're gonna go and try to bring a bunch of stuff uh if it's delayed till next year like grub is saying by the way jeff grub 
put some conviction in your reporting, okay? Like, this is the second time, all right? Like, you're just like, I don't want to cause a panic. Uh, this is what I'm hearing. Don't get mad if it's not right. But it's like, no, 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 no. Either it's happening or it's not, all right? Put your money where your mouth is, man. Like, that's this whole, it, this whole thing where you're being, <laughs> this whole mealy mouth thing. It's like, no, knock it off. Like, it's either a thing or it's not. Uh, you're not going to cause a panic because a game get delayed. Calm down, okay? It's not like you're doing a bank run, like, with SVB or something. Jeff, Pete is coming after you. <laughs> I'm coming after you. I'm coming for your job. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, that, this is the second time that it happened. It made me laugh when I was reading the paragraph with it. Um... Uh, but if it's getting delayed till next year, like um, that, that feels a lot different than just like, oh, we got to polish the game a little bit. That feels like something more major. Like I don't know about a complete, like core game and play overhaul, but like uh, it feels like more than just like, yeah, you know, we're not. We just want to touch up some things. We want to make the graphics, make it run a little smoother. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, I mean, this is only March, so it was supposed to be released in May. And we want to be. I want to be clear about this. Uh, I believe the last report. I mean, it says in the article. Uh, there hasn't been any delay announced at all. Like this game is still yes. technically supposed to be coming out in two and a half weeks or two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of the wild part about all this is that this is the second report in you know a week or two that this game is getting put delayed. And the first one was like it's getting delayed till later this year, and now it's getting delayed. The report is getting delayed till twenty twenty four, which because there's two different reports and both Grub and Schreier are both like pretty major freelance reporters, I believe in the. Well, I think Grub works uh, specifically for Giant Bomb, but uh, yeah. Schreier, I believe, is freelance. No, Schreier is a full-time Bloomberg reporter. Oh, he's Bloomberg, full-time Bloomberg. Well, yeah. I think he was freelance. Anyway, sorry. Uh, sorry, Schreier, Jeff Schreier. I'm sure you listen to this uh, podcast as well. As Heck Grub. yeah, he does. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, it's kind of surprising they're getting bo- uh, mixed messaging because that kind of implies that they're those are two different like departments or two different heads that are like talking about or something in the middle of that has maybe convinced them to push it back even further with both of which are kind of i wouldn't say cause for alarm but definitely eyebrow raising and trying to determine like well what what would determine the cause to push it back from being pushed back or decide to being pushed back like four months to uh, like maybe like nine or ten, uh, ten or whatever yeah it's one of those things with this that i'm s- I'm not surprised that they may delay it because of the reaction around it. Now, do they delay it later to this year or next year depends on exactly as you said, what is what are they trying to focus on? Because yes, the fans the fan reaction wasn't positive around it, but regardless in a sense, in my opinion, I should say, uh whether you <laughs> It looks like B might have spilled his water a little bit. Um, no, but, I took the garbage can and it sounded loud. And oh, I didn't okay. know if the microphone picked it up or not because it sounded loud in my headphones. No, it didn't. <laughs> I, was I, like, Uh-oh. I, I heard a little bit of noise, but I didn't know what it was. Uh, oh, did, my bad. Didn't sound too loud. But um, it, it's delaying it a couple of months and delaying it even into next year is not enough time to overhaul a game especially if it was built as a live service game right because that is the core component and so if people are like thinking that this delay may all of a sudden mean hey they're they're dropping the the live service aspect and they're going to go full on you know single rpg like the old batman arkham series games that's not happening that's that's not happening could they be polishing 
that experience could they be making a slight tweaks to that live service experience yes those could yeah. happen but like an overhaul of the the game itself that's not enough time i mean we we know from uh the the lengthy um development processes of other games from reports of the game developers that these takes years to build right and so you're one you know in a sense less than a year delay is not going to all of a sudden allow you to completely reform the game but could this be a delay of them trying to work out the messaging because like you said i mean the game developers have at least said in that that video and of course they may have just chosen all the people who are just like super positive about the game or of course the people are just like you know really you know commendable at their job and they can fake a smile when it comes to you know being on those type of videos but like they did seem like hyped about what they were building what they were doing is it a matter of trying to change the marketing and get people to understand this live service component better could it be trying to work out a demo to get it in the player's hands and be like look this is what the game's gonna be like so you can they can try it firsthand and see how quote-unquote fun it is right um could could it be that essentially they needed to delay it because the roadmap of development because obviously it's a live service game you got to have some things to release over time uh is not as far along as they need it so they're delaying it so that you know window of time uh between releases or content drops is shorter like there's there's so many things that could happen of it but the thing that needs to happen i think is if the game is delayed they probably should get that message out as soon as possible because as you said the game releases in may and two and a half months will not be will not be long for them like that that will fly very quickly when you're in the development side now for us you know the gamer side two and a half months might take a while but (laughs) in the development side that will fly by you need to get that message out there as soon as possible um and and you know essentially allow people to know whether they're getting this in may or whether they're they're i have one i have one quick question not to uh throw out another conversation what would be the impetus uh the uh reasoning for like not announcing the delay as soon as possible like there doesn't seem to me there's be any reason to like whether you announce it like tomorrow versus announcing it like you know first weekend of april or something like that why not just do it as soon as possible uh from i would think it would just be around the messaging of the delay you know did like with with these reports because the in a sense these reports of this delay are coming fairly quickly after that playstation state of play right so maybe it was like a a most like a recent discussion of like hey we need to delay the game and maybe it is the message like the matter of now the the marketing team and the development studio are working on the messaging of that delay instead of it just being a straight like hey we're delaying the game maybe they're trying to say like develop why they're delaying the game maybe they're trying to pinpoint okay we're delaying it but what time frame are we looking like do we have an actual date we can delay it to or are we going to just delay it to you know a a a window and if you delay it to a window i think that's when it for fans right that becomes a little more concerning so i think it might be they're trying to make sure that messaging is right to convey to to the consumer 
I mean, I guess this uh, report also came out or came out like less than a week ago, and the state of play was only two and a half weeks ago. So I guess that would have been a really short turnaround, than all things considered. It feels like it's been a lot longer, personally. I don't know about you, but oh yeah, it is. Uh, since uh, since the February twenty third was the state of play. I mean, it's only really been two and a half weeks since that happened. So I mean. All of a sudden, turning around also probably doesn't look great if you just like two and a half weeks. All right, you know this game that we were super big on the state of play? Eh, we're not so big on it as much anymore. So I can, maybe there's also that angle, too, along with, like you said, the marketing aspect of trying to figure out the messaging of what we want to do for this uh, state of play. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we'll see, of course, if that gets delayed. But let's talk about people who are disappointed. Disappointed Square, as always. Uh, We're going to Destructoid for this article. It is written by Eric Van Allen, and it is Square Enix says Forspoken sales have been, quote, lackluster. And it goes as follows. Square Enix has released an outline of its fiscal results briefing from February 3rd, in which it says Forspoken sales have been lackluster. The action RPG arrived just a few months ago, but the trend so far seems to have not lived up to Square Enix. Enix's expectations. The publisher also drew attention to its reception and reviews, which President Yosuke Matsuda characterized as challenging. Reviews of Forspoken, which we released on January 24th, 2023, have been challenging. However, the game has also received positive feedback on its action features, including its parkour and combat capabilities. So it has yielded results that will lead to improvement of our development capabilities of other games in the future. That said, its sales have been lackluster, and while the performance of new titles with February March release dates will be the ultimate uh, determinant, we see considerable downside risk to our FY 2023-3 earnings, uh, which I think stands for their third quarter. Uh, Additionally, Square Enix noted a year-over-year dip in the HD games net sales segment. The publisher attributes this partly to a challenging bar set by the previous year's releases, but also because many of the, quote, new, small, and mid-sized titles Square Enix launched did not perform as well as expected. Uh, Of course, you know, let's just talk about the the quick things here. You know, after receiving the game, uh, of course, not everyone thought the game was really bad. There were some good reviews, but it did get middling reviews. And then after the uh, release of the game it was announced shortly after the February 3rd briefing that Luminous Productions had been absorbed back into Square Enix and President Matsuda has announced he'll be stepping down in June so it's unclear with all these signals for the future of Square Enix which is now a big old pile of Final Fantasy as they put it in this article hopefully the QA comments near the end of the outline hoping that we quote look forward to the blockchain game Square Enix plans to launch is not an indication of that future so Pete um, what do you think about the president's fr- uh, the comments from the president president as well as of course the look to blockchains so i know we uh made a regular uh made a regular to joke about the meme where the uh disappointed dad square enix i do think there is some uh, merit here for that not necessarily because um <clears throat> not necessarily because um uh this uh uh this game is uh should have been like super high rated or something like that but uh mainly because this is kind of like Square Enix's first sort of major foray into like the new uh, PS5 like era, right? Like this is like I know uh, Final Fantasy VII remake was like eventually ported over, but originally that was a PS4 game. Uh, I know the 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 
shoot, what's the ex- not, not expansion, but essentially an expansion title of it uh, was? Integrate. Uh, in, Integrate is the name of the DLC. Integrate is okay. the <clears throat> complete package. The whole thing. Um, the and I know Intermission was specifically made for Final F- or for for the PS5, but uh, this is like the first one that's for this generation of gaming specifically, almost. So it's kind of a letdown. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, about uh, Bethesda wanting to put their uh, best foot forward to prove to uh, to Xbox uh, and Microsoft that uh, they made the right call in purchasing them and uh, like going along with them and letting them do their thing. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing here. Like, if you have in your first game, you want it to be a bang uh, banger, you want it to be gangbusters, you want everybody to love it, and that's obviously not what happened here. I will say that uh, I don't think it's it would behoove uh, Square Enix to go not necessarily uh, a pile of Final Fantasy games. I don't think that's necessarily. Uh, the case of what would happen but just being like major launch titles like that or just like focusing on that specifically i don't know if that would be the best way for them to go about this and they i think having a some more mid-range games some like a lighter games like are good and like also keep your it keeps people working for one it keeps uh developers on the staff and things like that but also like uh like forespoken like uh, for instance, uh, people commented on the action and the parkour and like, you know, maybe things that you wouldn't experiment <clears throat> in your major titles. Maybe you found like, eh, actually, like it didn't work necessarily in this game, but this is something that did work and maybe something we can go back to and for like other games and stuff like that. And we were talking about um, three, four, a similar way to 343 Studios when we were talking about how Halo might be uh, <clears throat> need new dev- quote unquote developers. Uh, or 343 needs to go work on something else. If you stay focused on the same thing long to, uh, so long, you end up losing sight of other things that you could like learn or new things you could try because you're just like, no, we got to get this has got to be Final Fantasy or this has got to be, uh, if, you know, if you're focusing on Street Fighter, it's got to be a fighting game. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And, you know, if you're only focusing on that, maybe you don't have Street Fighter duels or you don't have or a duel or you don't have tap in or something like that. And you're just like, oh, hey, there's this other stuff we could try out that actually might be successful. So I don't think, uh, while I uh, get why Square Enix, uh, with their first major foray into the PS5 era of uh, game uh, platforms, would is uh, disappointing in this instance. Uh, uh, I think uh, just fo- solely focusing on like major titles and like pulling back on. Uh, smaller titles is going to be a mistake especially if they, they start focusing majorly on blockchain games <laughs> but yeah that's a whole another that's a whole another discussion yeah i hope i hope that uh that if <clears throat> anything the blockchain games are one it is a blockchain game and yeah. that's about it and they don't they don't kind of yeah. continue going that i also will say like i don't it is it is of course easy or um known to like kind of poke fun at square enix that they are you know just uh just the final fantasy studio but like we clearly see that is not the case when you look at all the games that release you know over the time from square enix and so of course that's still not going to be the case i mean octopath traveler uh was there obviously they do dragon quest they do mm. uh the the saga games they just released a remake uh, of um saga yeah. minstrel strong uh of course Forspoken. you know and uh, and it's important to note as well, like 
I wonder what the expectations for Forspoken were, and I'm sure they were high. Like, let's, I'm not trying to sugarcoat that because, of course, they marketed it, uh, you know, so much and they expected a lot of things. But, like, you know, the game did end up, uh, for those that it connected with, really connected with a lot of people did like it as you said and they commented on here too is like the the action has been like really widely received on how the parkour and the traversal and the combination of spells but i do have like from the uh the npd which tracks uh you know game cells npd group um they look at the game cells in north america in january forspoken was number seven in NPD. Uh, it, sold, it was the seventh highest selling game in January. I wonder what it looked like in February. We saw that in uh, on Steam, uh, it it was it was um, not in the top twenty on Steam, but Steam sales are different because it it separates the games by um, editions. So if someone bought the Forspoken Standard Edition and someone else bought the the Forspoken Deluxe Edition, those would be uh, calculated as two different sales and so like mm-hmm. you know in the top i think it was 30 forespoken appeared but it appeared twice um one for standard and one for deluxe so again i wonder what those sales actually were and did it sell enough that anywhere else it might have been positive but of course because of the money investment into forespoken the um marketing investment into it did it not reach enough now it's important to also note uh luminous studios even though they're getting folded back into to square enix they have said that dlc the dlc for forespoken is coming out so like those that um are looking forward to that dlc can still get it they are still working on a patch to to update it so i it's one of those things of how much is it disappointed Square Enix and how much of it was it actually was, you know, in a sense, a flop. And that's the and that's yeah. the, you know, the hard thing because of how often Square Enix has said things were disappointing in sales. Yeah, when you, when you, <laughs> yeah, when you cry wolf all the time. Uh, and also, we're not in the room, like, with the expectation of what they placed on it. Again, I understand why, like you said, kind of understanding wanting to do well, but also, like, Again, if we're just like, well, you got to sell 10 million units. It's like, well, not not many games do that. Yeah. So what are we doing talking about here? <laughs> like yeah, kind so of thing. That's that's my thing. It's like it's like I I I think it's no brainer that Forspoken underperformed at what everyone else mm. would have thought. Like that's just like the the way it was marketed all that jazz. There's no way you can deny that. But it's like I said, I'm curious of what was the expectations and then of course what are the actual sales because like there are things that are pointing to despite the the you know the the critics, it did sell fairly well enough during these like short periods but what did that actually translate in overall sales and then again how does that compare to what uh disappointed square uh (laughs) you know thought when it comes to those things but Maybe we'll find out that information sooner or later. Who knows? Maybe you want to pick up Forspoken soon. You should go pick it up uh, and try it out. But maybe you want to get a brand new game, not something that released back in January. Well, I'm going to tell you about games that are coming out this week that you can spend your hard-earned cash on. And it starts with Monday, March 13th. You have Rough Justice 84 for PC. Tuesday, March 14th, you have Escape from the Red Planet for PC. The Forest Cathedral for Xbox Series and PC. 
Valheim for Xbox Series and Xbox One. That is going to Game Pass. The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure for PS4, Switch, and PC. The Wreck for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Hell of an Office PC for Early Access. Uh, Wednesday, March 15th, you have Wilson, Lords mm-hmm. of Mayhem for PS5 and Xbox Series. Flooded for PC. Thursday, March 16th, you have Post Void, PS4, Switch. Anno 1800 for PS5 and Xbox Series. The Dark Pictures Switchback VR for PSVR 2. Alice, Gear, Aegis, CS, Concerto of Simultrix, uh, PS5, PS4, and Switch. River Tales, Stronger Together for PC. And then Friday, March 17th, you have Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and The Lost Demon for Switch. Peppa Pig, World Adventures for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. WWE 2K23 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Toy Tactics for PC, Steam, Early Access, and I wanted to pass along the Diablo the Diablo 4 Beta is going to be launching on Friday, March 17th for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and that will run until the 19th. Pete, any of these catching your attention? That's not a long time for the Diablo 4 Beta. Anyway, uh, I'm never going to end up beating, I think, any tra- Legend of tra- Heroes game just because of how long they all are, and I keep trying. I really do. I've actually been playing on and off this, since the start of the season this year. Uh the first one, Legend of the Heroes Trails in the Sky. And it's just like, this game is fun. This game is fun, and it's just really long. Um, but I will say, Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure, if you like any trail, uh, any RPG, you got to try at least one Legend of Heroes game. They're they're all great, um, just really long. Um, so that one's in there. WWE 2K23, I'm a wrestling fan. I feel obligated to mention that. And also, uh, uh, kind of a smaller one, River Tales Stronger Together. I really like the vibe of that game. Uh, the It's kind of like an... Uh, uh, action platformer kind of style of game so I was really interested in how that one is going to go because I kind of enjoyed uh, watching the tra- previews of that one so yeah I'm going to say and shout out to um, a friend that we lost not too long ago but yes go play the Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure uh, well you should play Trails to Zero first because that is technically the second part of the Crossbell arc um, but that is a, again a series that me and my friend Sharif were very very big fans of and he was super excited to to play this so um, go go pick that game up and, and have a blast with it uh, I also do want to shout out WWE 2K23 because everyone might remember might know if you don't know if this is your first time here we also run a wrestling organization here called PSWF that is based in WWE 2K22 and so it will be converting over at some point over to WWE 2K23 but of course it's going to take some time because uh we can't just carry everything over, which they should just update it so we can and make things move along faster. That is really weird that they can't do that. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's ma- on the same console. Like, come on. Are they also made? Uh, are they made by different developers too? Or no, are they it's still the, the same developer. It's the same. Yeah, none of that. That none of that makes any damn sense. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, uh, is that? Uh, and then uh, the the last one that I wanted to shout out um, was the. Um, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. I know it's different than the normal Bayonetta games, but I've been seeing some pretty good things about it. So uh, I think people who are interested in getting into Bayonetta, of course, this is, again, different, but it does give you the the background of Cereza. Uh, Go check it out. Try it out. See how it goes. I'll also be playing the Diablo 4 beta. I'll I'll fully admit that. I cannot wait to, to play that. But, I work all next weekend, so I can't. Well, that but sucks I would, to I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying it, but... <laughs> 
All right. Well, everybody, that is all that we have for the One More Game podcast. Pete, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with before we send them off into the work week? Uh, Have a good week. Uh, We'll be back next week and better than ever. Heck yeah, we will. So everybody, make sure that you are here. You hit that subscribe button so you can watch more of the podcast here in the future. But everybody, that is all that we have here for the One More Game podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been the California Thirst Quencher Pete Legia, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. So as always, everybody, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep on gaming. We'll see you all on the next episode.